0: From the art of the deal to keeping it, real.
1: keeping it real
0: live from the simply vegas
1: studios it's the power move with john gafford what's happening everybody welcome again to another fun-filled edition of the power move with john gafford with me as always you're not. Even, are, you, are you done drinking Colt? Are you just. Do, are you just no. done with it now? I told you guys. Are you, you completely guys, done drinking? I
0: am getting ready for the Olympics next summer. Olympics, the, the
1: equestrian Olympics. No
0: question. Well, am. <laughs> We got. We got some topics. You know,
1: if for- anybody can actually ride a horse and is good enough to ride a horse in the Olympics, do me a favor. Can you reach out to us and just let us know how absolutely ridiculous it is the Colt thinks the horse does ninety-seven you, percent of are the work? You
0: kidding? I am named. <laughs> perfectly (laughs) for that sport no the endorsement deals i'll get everything
1: the 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 only endorsement you need to get that what was it in uh and uh, the blades of glory, the the mane and tail, whatever oh, it was, because yeah. you need to, you need to grow that hair back out is what you need to do.
0: I mean, let's face great, it, greatest is that what yeah. the greatest look? Just because it's ever. called great clips
1: doesn't mean that it's going to give you a great clip. Oh, that, my that was God. that's a little what high a and tight horror. today. Oh,
0: uh, super high and tight. And little, I paid high way and too I, much. 200 200. I paid too yeah. much fucking money. Did, did we uh, hear it? Uh, like, I, what was that I, noise in the background? Yeah. Who is that? And speaking of maybe
1: a bad idea, Chris Connell not with us today, but we brought in real estate expert. One of the number one guys in my company, my man, the king of Henderson luxury. Eric Gordon, what's up, buddy? What's up, my man? Welcome to The Power Move, and, I want, and I'm and i actually glad you're here, bro, because today we're gonna to talk about something a little different than we normally, we, we, well, we normally talk about all kinds of nonsense, but today I did an Instagram story and I asked specifically, doing the podcast today, what should we talk about uh, going into detail? And I got two people said the same thing. They wanna talk about the importance of building a brand within the real estate industry and how you get started uh, doing, uh, building a brand as a new agent. But first of all, I gotta say, for those who went to the game last night, I mean, you, neither one of you guys went. Oh, I went no. to the game last night. I'm going to tell you, absolutely amazing. Um, winners and losers from last night's football game.
0: Well, first off, the game he's talking about, is the Raider, the Raider game, Monday, Monday Raider night Nation football. from Monday Night Football here in Las Vegas. Final was
2: insane. I did, I did watch the final. You watched the end of yeah, the game. I watched the end of it, and it was unbelievable
1: yeah it, it it was it was i gotta tell you being there it was one of the most electric sporting events i've ever okay. been at um it was interesting as you get there um you had the anti-vaxxer people that were protesting the stadium uh protesting i guess uh, the raiders wanting to have you get vaccinated before you come in they were protesting
0: we, that we don't have council here today Oh, so let's not go. Wait, too no, deep no, 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 into I'm not going to go too anything. deep on it. <laughs> of it I mean, was there I, someone there basically checking your cards? Yeah, well, see, I, your heard, cards. I heard people weren't also. So if you don't know, you had to be vaccinated, go to the game.
1: Yeah, well, the Raiders are requiring you be vaccinated uh, to go to the games in person. Uh, you didn't have to wear a mask, which was awesome to see a stadium full of people unmasked. Uh, but here's the thing. And I'm going to say as we talk about this, which is, you know, look, I believe in, I believe in personal freedom. I'm all about the personal freedom, which is I believe you have the choice whether or not you should get vaccinated or not. I believe that is a personal choice that you hold. But I also believe that it is a business's right to require you, if they if they feel strongly the other way about it, to require you to have to do it. You can't have it both ways. You yeah. know what I mean? You can't say, it's my right to, to not have to do this, and then it's you know my right to, but I should be able to go to your place, and you shouldn't get to tell me I have to do that. Policy is policy. Yeah, 100% yeah. agree with that. And I think last night what you saw was you saw a lot of people, you know, anti-vaxxers out there. And again, I'm not saying good or bad, right. left or right. right. I'm saying just... You know, freedom of personal choice is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. and I think. But I think the anti-vaxxers definitely are falling in the losing category last night because the whole idea of, well, if we just band together, they'll break under our, our whim. Yeah. Bro, there was 65,000 people in that place last night.
0: You yeah. are not breaking a business. Uh, you know, no. everybody sits there and says, well, we're breaking. First off, you already paid for your tickets. Yeah. So they've already been paid. I've well, said. and the people that didn't want to do that, they could give them back.
1: That was right. an option for the right.
0: Raiders. They could forego their season this But there is that. For every one ticket, there's 30, 40 people will, that would take that ticket Bro, off.
1: It, it was rocking. I'm going to give it up to the Baltimore fans last night. I will definitely take my hat off to them. Unlike the Seattle Seahawks fans who were passing out, throwing up everywhere you want to look in the stands because they did not know how, to know how to drink. Baltimore fans, congratulations. Hold I saw together. I saw none of that last <laughs> night. You guys held it together. It was very impressive. Uh, so it's good, good, good job on that aspect.
0: You know what I love? So we went to – lunch with Scott today, who's another agent and we start talking about Ice Cube and Too Short, and he's like, "Ice Cube was there." I'm like,
1: yeah, dude, he played halftime. Yeah, he played was, the whole halftime. Was, but that
0: was the most was, important thing. A lot different than what we thought it was gonna be. Yeah, oh, no, no, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We thought it was gonna be Imagine Dragons, and they brought the they killers. busted out. Maybe they like busted that. out with Too Short, which I love when they play Too Short. I love when they drop that because that's like, you wanna know who the extra, you wanna know who the strippers are in the crowd? Just look <laughs> around for the it girls, right for the girls that are singing all the words to blow the whistle. Yeah, honey, I I know you used to go by Jasmine and shake. On satellite show bar two, I know that you said not that there's anything wrong with that. No, oh, come on, we not do that not there's anything wrong. On no, the, we the love all club. people, whether you take your clothes off for money or not. I went. Colts neighbors encourage that type of behavior. Yeah, doesn't
2: make Colt a bad guy. No, no,
1: and I went to the. You know what? You know what? I club? just. You know what? I just realized we have to talk about. Oh my god. I, I didn't even realize this. What you and Eric have something in common before we even get to real estate, man? You guys have something amazing in common. What's that? I, I mean, other than handsome. good looking, you're both neighbors. Good leg- to alternative lifestyle porn stars okay we're not even going to talk about hey, it how you are we not
0: talk oh, about oh man that's all that's all <laughs> yes, i live for is my is, uh, my is neighbors
1: co- for those who didn't know colt lived next to a gay porn star for yep. years and we did a whole show where basically if if you look pros back in history cons. pros and
0: cons pros and cons of, of living well pros and cons of i have the ex gay porn star neighbor yes and now I got two ladies that just lay out naked. We'll call them ladies, ladies of the ladies evening. At night. Yep. We'll call so we them We're that. doing Why a pros and cons. Uh, yeah, they're okay, definitely see, ladies. See,
1: there's the rub, isn't it, yeah, Eric? Where, where are we the, going? There's the rub, isn't it? <laughs> this is <our laughs> Eric Gordon's uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> opinion, not Colton. No, no, no. There's nothing wrong with that. But but Eric had some hot chicks laying out next door to him right, at, his, p- at that pole that moved in, right? <laughs> Yes. Had some hot chicks, and um, yes, <laughs>
2: and he yes. turned over, and, and they weren't. Turns right, out, chicks. Turns out there was uh, a lot more sausage in the party than we thought it
1: was <laughs> right, and uh, and, they, and they actually participate in the industry. Uh-oh. To where I think the best part of the whole story. I'm sorry, Shell, if you ever hear this, I had to talk about. It. I think it's the best part. <laughs> so Eric and his wife actually used the Google machine, right, oh, to yeah, look that's, this person that's
0: up. What you don't do, <laughs> I'm right. to right. tell you that from right. experience. To, to look
1: up this person that's living. Next to them, looks up the Google machine and uh, finds some of the films that this person is starting. Yeah. Some of the footage, yeah.
2: it just—it um, was certainly shocked. the least.
1: Shelley goes into full, "This is oh CGI." <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, no. It,
2: yeah, like they was like, "This is fake." Yeah. And I don't know how they concocted this. But yes,
1: but did they concoct it?
0: <laughs> no, I uh, <not> so <laughs> did. Everyone intended. Everyone intended.
1: But so Shelly thinks they've now. Solicited the the work of Industrial Light and Magic. Exactly, <laughs> you know, that whole Hollywood. Hollywoods now come to, to, to make this, this Yeah, yeah, to make this six second <laughs> or six minute porn clip on uh, yes, whatever. If website you ever works. question
0: what your neighbor does, um, don't. Google or put it in Twitter. Twitter's (laughs) where I got it. Oh, that's where you got it? Yeah, because I'm like, this guy's got a couple million followers on Instagram. Yeah. but I wonder how many on Twitter. I didn't find out, but I found out a lot of... uh, I know him a lot better than I want to. And that's (laughs) when the
1: magic happens. That's completely when the magic happens. Well,
0: Eric, before we get into anything, (laughs) do you feel like I could be an Olympian on two sports? Do you think I could be a... What are they called? Speedwalker. So you, don't even, you don't, don't even know what it is. Speedwalker? No. Speed you want to be a
1: speed yacht. A speedwalker. There, there's no way. Um, I, no, I've <laughs> seen you
2: walk. And, you know, <laughs> <and not>. Okay. <laughs> All right. Secondly, Both in and out
0: of intoxication. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. Well, secondly, being a questioning writer. Now, oh, God. Here, Listen to listen this out, Eric. Listen, because you're going to agree with me. The horse does 95% of the work. So if I spent a year learning how to ride a horse, it's all about the horse.
2: Not necessarily.
0: No. Yeah. Oh I, yeah. He, he's he's he, from the city. He's, if no, you haven't heard from his I accent. He's not from he's, the city. Well, okay. And you're I from. Probably grew up closer to farms than you did. And so you could also be, is there a tandem? horseback riding mean you're going to go no, a right
1: there's no tandem horseback riding <laughs> <laughs> although you know what there maybe there should be maybe there maybe oh, may,
0: <laughs> m- maybe there should be all right, all right well sorry but um i'm well, still so going to go for my dream so to That's the person that, that, that to the
1: person that sent in today that said uh, hey can you guys talk about how to build a brand as a new real estate agent so far we've <laughs> talked about anti-vaxxing <laughs> oh yeah transvestite porn star neighbors And you're a quest you're going to drink. I feel like every show divulges to those three topics pretty much is how it goes.
0: (laughs) Have you uh, ever episode 11? I think 10 out of 11. Um, Pretty
1: much have gone there. So,
0: Eric, what you don't know is you need to uh, throw out some really scramble words, like some really smart words, because yeah, Chris always a teaches us. Yeah, stuff. if you challenge. I've you're, watched it, and yeah. I don't yeah. think I can hold a candle to what Connell brings. Yeah. I think he makes up yeah. words that we're just not smart enough to know he's making Well, he is the most up. interesting man on earth. Oh. He, he is, I think. Like, and I think right now he is you know riding a tiger, that's why he's he, not in here.
1: He, he well, <laughs> actually, he, no, he, you know, is, he, is he out he, there no, riding? No, 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 his No, Caitlin broke her ankle last night, and uh, just doing something in the kitchen. And you know what? This is why I love Caitlin. This is why I love Connell's wife. Still wheelchair to the game last night.
0: She still went. She
1: went to the game in a wheelchair
0: last night. Right after I actually
2: called him ring. yesterday and he said, uh, I just dropped her off at the the hospital to get x rays and I'm gonna go back in a couple hours. I
0: Oh, he my wife her off? wouldn't let me Kill leave you. the bedside. No. <laughs> drop her off. Leave uh, no, guy. see, see, my <laughs> wife would do that to me though. My wife, if I <laughs> see, I could break my neck, and I'd <laughs> my wife only, would be like, yeah, "I'll be back in them. two weeks. I'll be two weeks. See how you're yeah. doing in Mexico? Yeah, yeah in Mexico. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> Judith. No, there, there's no, she, there's no question that she would do that to you. I personally think my belief is potentially Connell broke her leg. Yeah, not like domestic violence, but as a way to get better parking at the stadium because I can, can see him. So.
2: Some, maybe threw some yeah, balls a, on the floor yeah. so she, little
1: ankle. she She falls. He's like, "Now nah, I got the and handicap like, placard, and oh, now we got parking. And I didn't Very tell you, we're going to
0: Disneyland Edmonton. tomorrow. He already had it. Uh, he's at Disneyland. Had
1: that planned. Now plan. she's in the scooter. Yep,
0: They're going to Disneyland. Yep. That's it. Mm. Well, let's
1: get into it, boys, and let's talk about real estate a little bit because, I mean, obviously, we've got three real estate pros in here, and... If you're not, if you are in real estate, great. Listen to this. If you're not in real estate, pay attention to, because there, there's lessons in this for every profession or anything that you want to do. It's not just about being in the business that we're in, no. but, um, you know, it seems like real estate is the business that everybody thinks is going to be very simple to break into. Um, <laughs> look at all the money these guys on million dollar listing are, 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 are making. Um, I'm gonna go do that uh, just because I get a license and it's going to make me wildly successful. Uh, so I used is to that do- that
0: not true then? No, it's not no, true, not
1: but sure. but I used to do something several years ago, I haven't done it several years, uh, back when I was friendlier with the board and, and not necessarily as adversarial as I tend to be with them <laughs> currently. I uh, used to do a new agent symposium, symposium. And in that symposium, I would come out and I would talk about these are things that are going to get you crushed in the business. Now, the first thing you have to understand if you're thinking of getting in the real estate business is when you go in that classroom and that person is standing up front, I'm talking about to get your license. That That's the classroom I'm talking about. Number one, they're not going to teach you anything in that class that has anything to do with selling real estate. I promise you, Eric, how many times have you used the meets and bounds me- method to, uh, to close the deal? Uh, Goose egg. Zero. (laughs) Just as as, it's not something you're ever going to use. So keep real estate school in in mind for what it is. You're learning to pass a test. That's what you're doing. The second thing you need to understand is 90% of the people in that room. So if there's 100 of you in real estate school today, 90 of them have something in common.
0: Colt, do you know what that is? Uh, they are on their last leg of life
1: no no no, no, no. <laughs> no? <laughs> they will they won't be in the business in they 12 months that's one thing they have why they're in yeah. class. the class ma- ma- math- all yeah, be out of yeah, the yeah mathematically they will be completely out of the business yep. inside of one year. Um, that that's the number. So when you look at the low statistics of success, uh, for what real estate agents actually do understand going into it, that's, that's the hill you're climbing. Mm -hmm. That's the road you're going to climb. Now, The next thing I'm going to say is if you're becoming a real estate agent is where you go to work is incredibly important. And you have a couple of choices of how you could do this. All right. And I I don't know what you guys' feelings on this, but these are my feelings pretty, pretty strongly. And I'll see if you agree, disagree, or have a different input. So number one, you've got several different kinds of brokerages. All right. You've got brokerages that are designed strictly, you know, well, the splits are are one thing. We're going to do splits later if you want to do that, but let's just talk about how they're designed. A lot of brokerages are designed to run as puppy mills. They have large new agent training programs and they're just kind of there to get you in and get you done. And somebody I know that has a very large team. When I say large team, I'm talking about like hundred agents at one point on a team. It was ridiculously large. And this is what he said to me. Now it always bothered me. I said to him, I said, man, you know, God, how can you have like hundred, 120 agents that are working brand new like that? And he said, when people get a real estate license, they have one person in their pocket Mm -hmm. that already wants to buy. That person they already know. It's their friend, their mom, their brother, whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's the little nudge they needed to get pushed over the hill to get that real estate license. And if I can just get my 50% of that one deal, I don't care what happens after that.
0: and I thought yep. to myself, "Holy crap, but that is terrible." It, my dad used to run dealerships, and he would always say, the "Car dealerships, car dealerships." Mm-hmm. Yep. And he would always say, um, "You know, there's certain people in town. We won't say names, but they run uh, the brokerages Smiths, this the way. Smiths. Right? Like they no, run, yeah, they, they run <laughs> brokerages this way." And he goes, "You always, you get, you just hire you, own, and out of your hire, twenty percent will succeed mm-hmm. and be successful, but that ed- other 80% will sit there and sell to their cousin. They'll sell five or six cars. Yeah. And then they're out. And that's the same thing with real estate is you can take 50%. I mean, some of these guys, by the time you take franchise, it's, fees, it's more, sixty, sixty-five percent. Like and so yeah, yeah so exactly. they make more money off of you as a new agent uh than say a middle level agent that's worked their way on to better splits or yep. stuff like that. Well,
1: you know, so Avoid the puppy mill, I think is the, fir- is the first choice, but you've gotta make a decision and you've gotta be honest with yourself about who you are. And the majority of people don't fall into the category which I'm about to describe. If you're coming out of an industry where you were heavily sales trained, I mean, you received a ton, if you used to sell Kirby vacuum cleaners door to door, Okay, I'm in, dude. You're, you're a yep. machine. You yep. know what you're doing. You're a time sale, you're a timeshare oh, yeah. a, agent. <laughs> you're a grinder. I'm in. I mean, you've probably got the sales aspect. You come out of the car business. Yeah. I love people that come out of the car business because they teach them how to grind. Yep. I love
0: so, that. So one knock on that is they're not used to a 30, 45 no, day close. A perpetual, right. a perpetual yep. closing it's process. Right. Something, right. yeah, yep.
1: A perpetual yep. a perpetual closing process is something they have to learn. But if you're someone that has a massive amount of not just sales, but also business. Experience. You were in management of something. You ran your own company. You did something. You're transitioning out of one thing into another. Then I would say you really just need those classes. You need that stuff to learn the flow of the transaction, mm-hmm. to learn the paperwork, and to learn the legality of the situations. Not how to get sued. Mm-hmm. Those are the that's your ten percent that succeeds in that yep. in, the, in that in that arena. That's who makes it out of that group. Then you got everybody else that thinks they're that person. And these are people that I don't know used to hand off bottles of you know um Tequila at a big nightclub in town, and we're making one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year for holding a sparkler.
2: But don't discount those people because a lot of those people have relationships with people that are actually going to buy or sell. Homes.
1: I'm not. I'm not discounting. I'm not discounting them. I'm putting those people in a different category. Yep. Those are people that have this kind of sub sub sales experience, yeah. working in the nightclubs. I love hosts from the nightclubs in Vegas. Those guys that run around all day and try to get you to come to their nightclub. I love those guys. Definitely. They will talk to anyone. Some of my most successful agents that work. For have come out of that aspect, but those are people that need to go in category number two. They're also not business people who run their thing. Now the path, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't don't want to say one is better than the other. I'm just saying person A can go this path if they choose and person B needs to go the other path. And what the other path is you need to get on with a team. Mm-hmm. Now what a team is, is a team in real estate is basically where you have a team leader that is mentoring you very intricately over what you're doing. And they're also providing you with leads, right? Now the difference between a team and a brokerage that you're working at is if you're going to a class and there's a guy standing in front of the room and he's he's teaching a class on how to be a real estate agent to a bunch of brand new agents. And he, he's gonna make X amount of dollars whether you ever close a deal or not. Right. If you go to work on a team and now you're working for a team leader that's making an investment in you. They're making that they're, they're actually spending money on leads that if they don't turn into deals, you are losing money. You have a much higher probability of success being taught by that guy. Yeah, absolutely. Or that gal, whoever that might be um, working on a team that makes sense. So, I mean, Eric, you have a team. I know. Oh, yeah. And dude, you've been bringing on some people doing very, very well. Absolutely. So. What do you look for in people like a a realtor that comes on a team? What do you look for there? You know, what are you looking for?
2: So there's a lot of different aspects of what you look for. You obviously look for people with good personalities, um, people that you feel are personable, that can mesh with people that are coming in and out of their lives and know that they make a difference of, you know, a a sustaining difference. But the last thing you want to deal with is people that are very needy, that don't want to learn on their own. Right. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of different, uh, there's a lot of different personalities that want to come in and out of the real estate business. Mm-hmm. Quite honestly, I've hired people. They've never done a deal and they've gone away just as quick. Right. Mm-hmm. So I make an invest with investment with people with a little bit of money, a little bit of time. And then usually within the first 90 days, well, you, you know
1: whether, well, because you kind of did, you've kind of done both ends of this because years and years and years ago, you were the sales manager at Merit. I was. So you were just making X amount of dollars, whether people performed or not.
2: Yeah. Plus commission on top of that. So yeah, yeah there was some, uh, some incentive for me to, to State but you weren't losing,
1: electric. you weren't losing, losing, losing money. You were losing money. So now somebody comes to work for you. It's it's <laughs> right. losing yeah. Money now, you're losing mo- now you're losing money. Now you're losing.
0: But the good yeah, exactly. The one thing that I heard Eric once say to uh, one of his team members, or I don't know if you're telling get me, get the fuck out. Does yeah, pretty much. get the <laughs> fuck out. <laughs> <of you>. hey, <laughs> hey, hey, no, but uh, you know. The one thing I hate that both of you guys are very good. You do this with the company it's the hair, right? And it's, yeah, it's the you hair? guys both have amazing hair. I don't. <laughs> but you know, I heard Eric once said, "You know what? Like, I'm taking you on. Um, I'm really excited, but I just don't want to give you false hope. Right. Like, this yeah. is not like the TV show. This is not. Uh, I hope you succeed, but you have." there's a bigger chance, you know, I think you are telling, was it Spencer or somebody it, that, you it, know, that it may have been one or of or the, or you know, several that you've you know heard yep. me interact with, but the last thing you want to do is set a, a, a false unrealistic
2: expectation. Right. You want yes. to tell them upfront that there's a very high prob- probability that they're not going to ex- succeed in this business. So, yeah. you know, in the grand scheme of things, you can put in hundred percent of the effort that they need you to, but unless they're willing to get to that next level, make the calls, make the engagement, go to the networking event, shake the hands and and do the work that's necessary, you know, it's fighting a losing battle.
0: And yeah, I, I think that if you are a new agent, you really need to look at what are your leads. Because everybody will say they have leads. And there is an array of what 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 considered is considered a lead, right? Like you guys actually give real leads. You guys spend, I mean, I don't know how much you spend, but I'm sure tens of thousands a month Lot. for, <coughs> for yeah. your leads where other people say, well, here, here's somebody that just tagged me on Facebook. Oh, you know what I mean? So I think a new agent needs to really look at that team and see if they're a real team and if they really are invested yeah. in it.
1: Well, that's, well, again, that goes back to one of my points which you know, one of the points that I would make at my new agent symposium was one of the biggest mistakes you can make is assuming that your friends and family owe you real estate deals, right. Like just because you got your license, mm-hmm. all of a sudden your friends are going to just show up in droves and be like, oh, class of Wednesday. That, let, right. let, let, yeah. Let me hire you that's to help me. That's point,
2: John, because when I first got in real estate, I refused to work with anybody that I knew from a friend or a family <coughs> Because aspect, you'll screw it up. I'd, I'd screw it up. And then all of a sudden I don't have that friend or my family right. member to count on right. in the future or to be my friend yeah. or family member No, right? It's like it really and the want deals them get to, ugly. to be close yeah. to me as opposed to just you know going yeah. on a real estate deal. It,
0: yeah. It, and the deals kind of get ugly at that point because um, they're not a lot of times, honest with you, maybe they have some financial hardship that Completely. they don't want you to know about. So, well, and you they know. know that is. But,
1: but here's the thing: they know you're new. That's they true. know yeah. you're new. So, what are you, I mean, you going to bullshit them? Be like, oh, you know, I went to school, and now I have my license, and the the ink is still wet, so I know how to do housing. That's exactly. What do you think?
2: And that's some of the things that you and I bring to the table because you know, at least with our agents, especially from a newer aspect, if they Mm -hmm. don't have much training, they can fall back and tell the people that they're dealing with, listen, my team member or my team leader has 22 years worth of experience behind me. There's never gonna be be a line or a T-crossed or a, a I-dotted right. that they don't know about. So yep. you're in excellent hands. Yes, I'm going to be your point of contact, right. but there's never going to be anything done that doesn't go past the eyes of my team. Well,
1: all of that comes to point number one, which is if you're brand new in the business, don't bullshit people into selling to make it look like you've been doing this longer than you have. Don't. It doesn't, it doesn't serve any purpose. But associate yourself with a human... That has been doing it for a long time. So you can leverage their experience. A lot of people think you need to leverage a brand. Like, dude, just because you work at a brand that I see on TV, I still know you've been doing this from Tuesday. I still understand that.
2: Well, no disrespect to you, right? There's people that work at Simply Vegas. I've never heard of them in my entire life. Not saying that they're anything bad, but just because they work for Simply Vegas doesn't really impress me. Yeah, right?
0: Like yeah. you know,
2: let's let's see Let's talk did. for a little bit. Let's the, see kind of what yeah. your qualifications are. And well, well, I mean, see, I think the gonna brand gonna, carries a little you know, cash. Don't misconstrue what I'm yes. saying, right? Nope. It absolutely, man. Does, and you, you're absolutely <laughs> and right. You wanted but to buy them on. That, you know, <laughs> but just because but, they work for Simple Vegas. No, but, that is supposed to hold you, some water.
1: No, but but you know you know why it holds water, and I'll tell you why it holds water. I'm going to counterpoint your point, sir. It holds water because this because. Most real estate brokerages out there have their hiring qualifications are, do you have a pulse and can you pay my monthly fee? If you pass those two tests, Come on down, be part of what we do here. We turn away more people than we take in because you have to have certain income certain production requirements. 1,000%. You have to have certain experience. We don't have a new agent training program here. The reason we don't have it is cuz I don't believe in it. I can look at the math and say, you know, that's a 90% failure data set. I don't want to be I don't want to participate in that business. It's a 1,000%. waste of my time and my money. But if We we go after strictly experienced agents, so the reputation of our company, maybe you've never heard of the agent, but the fact that they're working here, people understand they do a certain amount of business because they wouldn't be able to work here if they didn't because, Absolutely. unfortunately, twice a year, the purge comes. Absolutely. And it, and, and <laughs> and I, it is what 20, I was just going to say yeah. next. 20 you people. Know, there's yeah. been certain
2: people that have worked here yeah. that John and I have sat down and we know the people that aren't going to make it towards yeah. the next yeah. purge, yeah. right? So-
0: and yeah. I think it is. I, I I always tell people the brand uh, – I mean, we're not talking about personal branding now, but I – We're going to get
1: there. But we will, but, but, but yeah, when but I go – I'm not trying to beg on it. No, any no, no, bro, no, when, no, when, no. no, When I, I go to refer – It's so important for a new yeah. agent, though. New when agent I go
0: to know. refer a outside source deal, like my brother in L.A. wanted to sell his house. Sure. I will not go to anybody at Keller Williams. Oh, you see now now
1: you're smashing other brands.
0: Oh, no, no. The thoughts and feelings of Colt Tomadon do not reflect the bows of the power move. It's not that it's because I don't know who's their top agents. Right. And I know they do take new agents Mm. where if I go and say, okay, I need a a boutique shop that's dealing with higher end stuff. I know I could really pick like our office. You could pick Mm -hmm. anybody and get quality stuff. And unless you know, who's doing what at these brokerages, uh, again, not a bad on. You yeah, know I not, not bad mouthing you know, anybody. It's a huge
2: benefit for us,
0: especially What's working at Simply Vegas. We have that back agent to whereas every single person
2: that we work with, which is over five hundred agents at this point. Yeah, if you need an agent in another city, chances yeah. are one of our agents has someone yep. that they can refer right. that's going to be lights out. The exact yeah. person that you yep.
1: need. Well, you know, here, here's case in point, right? About reputation carries itself. Who would you say are the most famous real estate agents in the country right now? Who's the most famous in the country? Uh, Hilton. No, no, um, agents, actual agents, not yeah. companies, actual agents.
2: Oh, what's his name? Uh, 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 Tom Mauricio? Oh, not
1: Mar- well, from Mauricio. From the agency? Yep, yeah, from the agency. Um,
2: what's Paris's father's name? Um, Rick Hilton.
1: Case in point, the Rick most famous. H- I- Rappaport. I was going to say, all the guys on Million Dollar Listing are the yeah. most famous right now Ryan Cernan, those guys. Yeah. And I don't want to get into, into specifics with who and what and how much, because some of that's NDA'd. But multiple times, people that appear on those shows yeah. have reached out to us with Las Vegas clients Absolutely. because of our, the, who our company is. Sure. And and that makes me incredibly happy that the reputation we have out in the market, like the guys are the most famous real estate agents for whatever reason, from television across the country, seek us out when they have a client for Las Vegas. And, and, and I think that's I think what that's, I was kind of
0: saying it. is it, they, they're not looking for really as much as the brand is who's doing what and your brand is who's doing what, right? Yeah. Like the, you know, you look in LA, you got the agency does stuff, things like that. But, uh, You know, I think it's so important for people to realize, don't look at just the name, look at who's the broker and finagle your way onto a team. Like of a, a top team, if you can get into a top team, like one of your guys's team, yeah. you go from having a ten percent success rate to having an eighty yeah, percent success it, rate. Yeah, and again,
1: and again, that's that's why we really focus on teams here. It's why we really focus on if you're a new agent. It's the only way you can come to work at our company is if you do that. That's why I started in the business um, million years ago. You know, when when we sold out, when I sold out my position in the tech firm, I was just kind of sitting around Tampa doing nothing. <laughs> Kendra Todd was like, "You can't sit around and do nothing." I'm like, "Well, you don't really know me very well because yeah, I'm really happy doing nothing." Can, yeah. <laughs> (laughs) But I was like, she's like, come sell real estate, it'd be fun. And that's how I got in the business. And, you know, when I started, I was on a 50-50 split to Kendra, who was one of my dear friends, and I was still in a 50-50 split to her, um, and, and that's how I started, and I, and I believe that being in that really close one-on-one mentorship uh, situation is what's best for you if you're coming out. However, if you want to you you know, want to plant your own flag, you know better than I do, you want to go out, that's uh, awesome. We're going to take a quick break, and when we do, we're going to come back and talk about the importance of how to build a personal brand as a new agent, wh- what you need to do, who you need to focus on, and how you get your name out there in a repetitive way. We'll be right back. Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com where we'll share any links, that we things we talked about on the show, as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at Gafford. I'm here. Give me a shout. Back again, back again for part two of today's Power Move. Again, sitting in for the esteemed Chris Connell Esquire is the also esteemed? I mean, maybe esteemed? I mean, Eric, east, Eric Gordon? Sort the of the east esteemed? East Coast? You, oh, you know what? would know, be perfect. You know what you could do for me real quick? Huh. I need oh. you to do me a favor. I need you to summon your inner, I'm talking about like, I, this is the guy I need. Ready? This is, no, I, the, the, let me tell you this guy. is. This is a guy that's been running a sandwich shop, right? he has been running a sandwich shop on the east side for like 40 years. It's Bitter. Come on. Comes dude. in every day, takes the train in from Brooklyn every day, busts his ass 14 hours a day in this thing, yeah. right? Killing himself. And then he uh, has to go home every night, to see his wife. She hates him, right? Oh,
2: I've heard this right? story. Which before. makes him drink. Yeah, he
1: drinks. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> makes him drink, whatever. But I need that guy. I need that voice. It's heavy no again. And I need you to just lean into that microphone and say, that's a pal move, kid. Ready? Do it.
2: Now that's a power move, kid. I think we might have a winner. I think that's we might have a, we have a winner. Be. Yeah,
1: we have been searching for the right sound when somebody says something profound. I think that could be. It. That I'm going to have to jazz that up a little bit. That's a plus power move because right Do now we have right, right to use right that. Right now we go with the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it just, it just yeah, it, it just cool the first two times. Yeah, it was cool like the first two times. Now. <laughs> I, that is a power move. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I think, I think it was actually better when, when, yeah. when, when uh, Connell had it on his phone yeah, before we had yeah. it on the actual board yeah. as we go along. But if you're just joining us back, if you missed part one of this, we're talking about if you are new into the real estate business, if you are new in any type of business, how important it is to develop a personal brand, get your name out there and build a business for yourself. And I'm going to tell you, one of the reasons that I want to have Eric in here, um, you know, Colt, probably not your best example of this. Uh, no, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> but one, yeah. the reason, one of the reasons that I well, wanted hey, to have. Whatever, I'm, what I'm on best of Las Vegas. You are on that. best of Las Vegas. That, not even, not even even simply that is true. We'll that's true. Yeah, not even. Are you, a, you're fucking he, over 40. Yeah, no, no, he has the a The hairline says 50, but the body says
1: 38. He thought it was best 40 under 40, like 40 hours. It's like that episode of
2: Entourage where they were going to put Arnie Gold on the
0: best 40. Yeah. It's like 46. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Don't tell anybody. But
1: but Gordon, man, you have done such an exceptional job of branding yourself within these select uh, uh, neighborhoods in town. Um, neighborhood. there's, a, there's a neighborhood here called the Fountains in Las Vegas. Uh, how many homes in the Fountains? 198. 198 homes in this guard-gated neighborhood. It's beautiful. I love the neighborhood because it's one of the few mm-hmm. places in town where you, you're driving through there and you're like, I feel like I'm not in Las Vegas. Henderson, 100, Henderson. Sorry, 198 <laughs> homes. Well, for those for people that don't live here, I guess yeah. I always kind of round okay, up. It's, yeah. I, it's like I round up to Las Vegas <laughs> when, I, when I'm when I'm talking. It's what I do. All but Henderson, so you yeah, 197 homes in that neighborhood. How many? Ha, 198. How many of them have you sold?
2: Uh, I've sold successfully sold 126 of them, and I currently have four in escrow
1: <laughs> of this one neighborhood. One neighborhood, and that is just that's what we call in the biz. Absolute domination. I was domination.
0: going to say power move, but that's I'm not move. doing. The, I'm
1: not doing the fancy. And, fair and fine the move. most
0: impressive part is, um, there is somebody that lives in that neighborhood that claims they're like the most luxury broker in town, right? uh Yeah. Okay. And yeah. there's also been
2: several realtors that have come and gone. There's still a couple of realtors that live in there that still haven't done one transaction. Um, so I pride myself on making that my bitch. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, I mean, so when you come into the business and I love the story of how you got there yeah. and I think it within the story of how you got there is a great lesson for everybody that's new in the business and how they're doing that. So you're brand new in the business. So you got into the business. I mean, you were, you were a dice dealer. I was
2: a dice dealer for six years.
1: Doing the 99 cent shrimp cocktails it at the was, Golden Gate when you're running was out? was so awful. <laughs> it was awful.
2: Doing that. Right. I started downtown for nine months. Yeah. Went to the Barbary Coast because it was the quickest game in town. I was a dice dealer. So you needed to have speed in order yeah. to be a successful dice dealer. And was at the Barbary Coast for three months until I was going to choke myself. And then finally got hired at the Monte Carlo. And I thought I'd be there forever. I mean, that was like. Right. That was the when win. I got that one. For the win, like, baby. God! <laughs> right, it was like I have arrived. Right, so yeah.
1: So you got so you make the jump out of being a dice dealer. Was it just two of the late nights, the cigarette smoke? What was it?
2: It was a, a mixture of it all. Um, but as you guys know, um, I was diagnosed with cancer in 2002. Yeah. Right. So. You know, going through at FMLA family medical leave of absence from the casino business, I knew that there was more to than just watching the dice go by. So that's what kind of prompted me to go out. And because I had a couple of months off from going out and punching a time clock into the real estate, I mean, into the casino business, Mm. I decided to take my real estate exam.
1: Nice. Yeah. All right. So you start out, you, you get you get the real estate license done. You get the license done. Did yep. you learn how to sell real estate in school? Did it, not in not the a thing.
2: bit. And but it, upon getting my my real estate license, which I did it really on the low tip. I didn't really tell my wife or anybody around me that I was going out and getting my license. Everybody would go to work and school during the day. And then I would go into, you know, class. into class and <laughs> kind get of it done it, because I didn't really know if I wanted to do it. Right. And at the end, towards the maybe a week before, maybe two weeks before I got my license, I broke down, I told my wife and I basically said, hey listen, I'm, I'm gonna do this and I, I really am gravitating towards it. It's starting to make a lot more sense and I think I could be
1: good at this. Yeah, that whole meets and bounds method just really coming together <laughs> for you at the end. <laughs> I really but, enjoyed but that. But let's look at one of the points in that. Right. Don't talk about it. Right. Don't talk about what you're gonna do. Right. Don't, don't, don't pontificate about all the greatness that you're gonna have. Right. Put your head down. Keep it to yourself. That's what I did. It get it know. done. And then when you have some success, then you can
2: close Because up. quickly, um, prior to doing it this final time, or the last time that I got my successfully got my real estate license, about four years before, I thought I was gonna get a real estate license before that, and I went and literally two weeks into the class, I was just like, this is not for me, and I right. bailed out. Right? It was always something that weighed heavy on my head.
1: What was the, What was that what was the difference maker between the first time and the second time? You know, I gotta tell what you the it? truth. It was the people that were teaching
2: me. I was taught by uh, an older woman with a very raspy, smoky voice. Like
1: the Simpsons uh, you know, chick. Yeah, it was just like <laughs> the, the, was it Marge Simpson sisters a lot ah, of sisters. the demographic Eric, of people that were successfully selling estate. older
2: <laughs> women that were, you know, kind of blue hairs. And, yeah. you know, I kind of like put myself in that position where I was like, this isn't the the industry right. for me. Right. Hmm. I'm right. still young and, and Feeling vibrant, and I didn't think that was going to be the the, the mm-hmm. calling for me.
1: Nice. All right. So you get you get the license, you get it done with Shelley. Yep. she approves it. Shelly being the yep. wife, the yep. bird, the bird, the, the wife of Eric. Yep. Shelley, she, she, you get the stamp of approval from her. I do. And now you're ready to take over the world, but you got no money, you got no budget, you got no clients, Nothing. and no experience. Nothing. What do you do?
2: So I had a very good friend um, that had a wife that was doing real estate back then. And she was trying to recruit me into coming into work for Century 21, which we all know that was. Brown jacket, a, baby. Uh, exactly. Well, yep. the brown jacket, but 50 50 <laughs> split, franchise fees, yeah. everything that they basically broke down to me was all the money I was gonna pay them and what I wasn't going to make at the end of a successful real estate transaction
1: <laughs> yeah. myself. Yeah, you but start with a check that's this big, yeah, and exactly. then when you're done, it's right little
2: bit. Exactly. <laughs> so upon going through that, I had a cousin that was actually doing real estate, and he was working with a company called Merit Realty, which I'm sure you guys yeah, have met sure. him, right? Mm-hmm. Merit was a, a, a younger company. It was a boutique type environment. Of just young hustlers, man. I mean, this was, I mean, you walked into Merit Realty, it was like that Long scene at a boiler room. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, where it was just right just uh, everybody on the phones making 300 phone calls a day and it wasn't uncommon to basically pick up the phone talk to somebody you're in your car and you're writing a contract that afternoon yeah. right so it was really really
1: exciting as we refer to those times here in vegas that's called the boom is oh, what yeah. we refer to that back yeah, to exactly. effectively yeah, exactly. as the boom, exactly.
2: boom time and most people think that what we're going through right now is the same as what we no, were going through no no, no, no way no, 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 even no, no, not no. even close right so. and in addition to that right now you're dealing with about twenty thousand licensed Agents back in the day, there was about six
1: thousand. Yeah, right. Yeah. So the oh, competition yeah. was
2: way less. Right?
1: Yep, it was a free for all. So, yeah. so here you go. How do you get these neighbors? What do you What do you start doing?
2: Well, it was uh, you know for the first year, year and a half that I was in real estate, I was on a fifty fifty split. I basically went into it and I aligned myself with you know a couple of mentors in the merit realty sphere uh, that basically taught me everything that I needed to know about real estate sales. Now, you know, I was always told that as a young guy that. I had the knack for sales. I never really saw it because it was never really my focus, but I had a good, um, a good line, right? I had a good way of, of promoting myself and whatever I was trying to get past and make you fall
1: in love with. Well, I had a good, well, we're r- real quick. I mean, I, I think, I think for those of you at home or if you're listening to this in your car, or wherever you are, and you're wondering, would I be good at sales? Yeah. I think the easy litmus test for that is how are you with people?
0: Yep. <laughs> I, was, I was just going <laughs> to say, are you, as a guy, like, could you pick up on girls? Yeah, right? like, pretty much. Yeah, if you're like, a
1: guy, can, can exactly. you pick? Can you can you walk up to girls you don't know? And I'm not saying you got to get them home no, and do weird things. A conversation. But yeah, can you strike up a conversation and hold their yep. attention Absolutely. for longer than eight seconds? In addition you
2: know. to that, how do you sell your parents? Right? Yeah. Do, you, do you? I mean just with my son alone who actually works with me right now he was he's been selling my ass since he's seven oh, yeah. years old Dude. and he's gotten a lot of things that he wanted and i'm not <laughs> talking about material things yeah. it's certain things that that he was able to get his point across and make a legitimate sense and he was a good salesman from literally from the time he was in second grade
1: yep yeah, yeah. My, my daughter has that same skill
0: yeah. my, i was just gonna say my daughter has the same thing i sit there and I go. He sold me on it. Let's see if you can sell your teacher. That's on it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that's right. it. So
1: it's, well, you know, what's funny is with my kids, man, I actually teach like, uh, this is going to be terrible. I'm, I'm a terrible parent. Uh, great case in point. I'm going to give you a case in point of how I teach my kids. Because it's more, it's like, again, it goes back to, there's what a man can do and what a man can't do. And I'm more interested in what a man can't do is right. It's like that day my son comes home and he's put off because he goes to a Catholic school. And and I understand the way that, you know, everybody handles discipline differently. And the way that they seem to handle discipline at this school is if one kid does something wrong, they punish the whole class. Mm it's like that uh you know they weren't gonna have that soap party like what was a full metal jacket where they get him hit the one bad kid with the you know they punish the whole he screwed up so i'm punishing all of you that's what happens so he comes home and he goes he goes, uh, I said, what are you doing? He goes, I got to write a stupid essay today. I go, what's the essay on? And he goes, well, I have to write an essay on, you know, this kid was talking in the back of class and she turned around and couldn't figure out who it was. So she's like, you got to teach and, you know, we got to do an essay now. And the essay is, you know, based on what you did wrong, what you can do to be better behaved and this and that, it's gotta be two pages. And I said, did you do anything wrong? He said, yes. no. I said, couldn't you do anything better? He's like, I wasn't doing anything wrong. How can do something yeah. better. Yeah. I said, go write two lines that say, I wasn't the one that was doing anything. I'm not going to apologize for something that I did do because I'm not perfect. And when I do do something, I want the apology to mean something. Yeah. So in today's instance, I couldn't have done anything differently and turn that in.
0: Yeah, so he's like, he um, looked at
1: me like, what? I'm like, dude, you, you, that's pushing the bounds. But i but in what did the teacher do? Except Nothing. We didn't, we All didn't right. hear a word about it because it's about, like you said, pushing the bounds When my kids, want something from me. You gotta close me on it. Yep. You gotta, cl- I mean, when Rumble wanted another cat, I got a PowerPoint presentation, yeah, <laughs> that's <right. what's laughs> what we got. And it was a, it was, it was coercing, <laughs> it was which is why we now have two cats that I'm allergic <laughs> to instead of just one. Um, cause she's a good closer, Right. Yeah. but back to you, man. You're good in sales. You, you got this done. You now have license. You took the 50-50 split. But yep. I'm more concerned about when you broke about on your own and started developing your own image within these high-end neighborhoods. Right. Now, the, the thing I like is how did you first start getting into the fountains? What did you do?
2: So there's a couple of different things that I did. But I
1: think the statue of limitations is up yeah, on the, you on
2: can, the mailbox. <laughs> you, you can tell. Still, so, it is fine. So Federal initially, fans, I started making friends with the guards that were at the gate. Right. I always knew that, you know, every night I passed by the, the gates of the fountains in particular. And that was my baby right up front. Yeah. Right. That was the one I started with. I've since broken into, you know, the other neighborhoods that yeah. are in the Green Valley area closest to our office. And, you know, I, I deal with real estate in a lot of different or in a, a lot of other different neighborhoods. But the fountains was my baby right up front. So I started making friends with this one particular uh, guard who worked the swing shift. Right. So I would uh-huh. stop every single night and I would bring him a cup of McDonald's coffee every single night, right? Winter, spring, summer, fall, he got a cup of coffee, right? So we just started, ma- and I never asked him to let me into the gate. I just stopped, hey, what are you doing? I really love this neighborhood, I'm in real estate. If you ever know anybody that's looking for a house, give him my card. He never did, but he just accepted the coffee at that point.
1: Yeah, right? thanks for the coffee. Thanks for but the coffee. But see, here's the thing though, rather than try to do the sledgehammer way, right bust through the gate it's let me be smart and get the gatekeeper to become my friend and he'll open the gate for me. exactly there you go
2: exactly okay so after that um i started with no budget i literally had no budget i mean no budget no
1: budget right so i
2: started printing you know the words that i wanted to say on a free printer printer with copy paper black and white ink or black ink and basically putting a piece of tape on it filling up a mail carrier And then (laughs) encouraging this gatekeeper to let me in the neighborhood with my son. And we used to hand deliver these words on black paper or white paper with black ink and basically put, hi, I'm Eric Gorton. I specialize in the neighborhood and the found at that point specialize was far from where yeah, I, was sure, doing, right? sure. I specialize literally in literally you know, not having money for postage. Yeah. You know, that's what I yeah. did, right? So I basically walked around the neighborhood.
1: But here's the, okay, let's talk about that though, because I wanna talk about, let's break that down. Because you know people say there's two schools of thought, fake it till you make it, yep. and then like I said earlier, don't bullshit people when you're new because they'll, they'll see it. Right. But here's the thing, if you say I'm specializing in the fountains, right. was there any place else you were going and handing out stuff? No. Were you going anywhere else? No. no. So. I don't find that to be bullshitting anybody. You were specializing in that place. You were like, this is what I'm going to work. This is I'm going to work. You didn't say I've sold a bunch of houses here at this point. You said, this is what I specialize That's in. That's
2: exactly right. And, yeah. and much to what you just said, prior to getting in there, I did my due diligence. I pulled up the tax record of every single person within the neighborhood and I Googled them and I wanted to know exactly what they did for a living, what their wife's name were, if they had any children, did they have a dog, what kind of car did they drive? So I tried to know every single thing that I could know about the homes that were in the fountain. See,
1: right? you know, see, here's the problem. Most new people starting out right now, they're coming into the business and they think, oh, I'm gonna get a website with an AI bot and it's gonna do it all for me. Yep. I'm gonna post Facebook ads and it's gonna convert everything for me. Yep, Dude. If you're listening to this, man, you want to, I mean, dude, Eric's big time. I'm I'm not, I ain't lying to you. The guy guy makes, I mean, I signed his checks for Christ's sakes. I mean, the guy makes great money. If you want to get to that level, that's the, that is the level of dedication that it takes to get that done, to actually go into the tax prop, research each and every homeowner, I mean, to the point where, and it's funny because you've taught your son to the same thing and he's made the comments that some people have said it's borderline stalking it what he does. Um, but make it your business to know who these people are. You know, I always talk about networking with intention, doing things with intention. If you're doing something with that level of intention in a neighborhood, whether you've ever sold a house or not, you are a specialist in that it's
0: neighborhood. exactly right. 100%, 100%. I think that that's the biggest mistake residential people do. Again, I don't do residential, but... I get a call probably every two or three weeks. Oh, I'm in the neighborhood showing properties in my neighborhood. What's your HOA fee? What's a cover? What's this? Like having not a clue of anything, anything, right? And I think that's a huge, you're doing that in front of your clients. You've, you know, what's even yes, more yeah. crazy when you mispronounce the name of the street.
2: Oh yeah. Right? I mean, seriously, oh, no, I, you're yeah. in the business, you're doing research. You came into a community where you're showing another home right. and you can't even pronounce the name of the streets. Right. right? Like yeah. that's yeah. rudimentary. Well, th-
1: you know, this goes back last week. I put up a story on my Instagram and I was talking about, um, I was in my office and my office is adjacent to one of the conference rooms here in, in simply Vegas. And I heard an agent from the other office that said this, this is what they said. when they're talking to their client. This is a good agent. It's been around for a minute. Right. And this guy said, the client, I heard him ask where the bathroom was and the guy, this is what he said. He goes, Oh, you know, I haven't been working this company very long and I never work out of this office. I'm not sure where it is. Let me go see if I can figure it out and i'm like dude that is the worst. you look like Just, such yeah. an amateur when Foster, you did that really. so you need to if you want to be positioned and considered an expert in anything you need to know every variable of what can happen from where the bathroom is in your office how to print on the copy machine how the na- how the street names are pronounced yep. i mean you need to know everything there is to know about that particular neighborhood about your office all mm-hmm. of those things make that investment up front as a new agent and learn
0: this stuff yeah you, 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 you better know have to. what the hoa you, you better know what, know what taxes are running you better know where the closest grocery store is yeah. where the closest gas station it, it it just amazes me when people come in the neighborhood and they're like so where do you go for this or that i'm like your agent doesn't tell you any exactly. of this you know yeah. I, I don't know again i'm not a residential guy so well, i don't can be, be completely wrong. people come and see my houses especially in the fountains mm-hmm. and
2: they come with an agent the agent walks behind them on and the phone, I give the tour, on the phone, right? They're, they're, on, the they're phone on the phone the whole time, stinging stuff like that. Yeah. These people leave the house. All of a sudden, 15 minutes later, I get call a phone him. call yeah. saying, hey, listen, I hated that house, but I hate my agent even more. I'd like to work with you because I love the neighborhood.
1: That's yeah. Crazy. Oh, no, no. It, it's it. That that for sure happens more often than not. If you're ill prepared. You know, like I say, a lot of the grief that real estate agents earn in the in the marketplace that we're overpaid, that this and that, a lot of that is well earned. Yep. Oh, uh, it absolutely. just is. A lot of those are problems are, that could be avoided that we just don't do a good job of demonstrating our value proposition. Sure. And what's worse is if you if you do that around somebody that's really good at doing it, like you are, you're you're, you're gonna it. wind up with a client mm-hmm. because the clients aren't stupid. If they're if, yeah. if they're if you are an amateur and you are standing there with somebody that's an expert the expert is going to wind up with your client, whether they intentionally, probably won't intentionally be doing oh, it, but there, there you I, go, I mean, I, I try to help to cause not that to happen. Um, when I used to show houses, people would come in and at the end of it, no matter who the agent was, I would always say, hey, just so you guys know, Bill's great. You're mm. in great hands.
2: I always say that. Cause, yeah, because I, yeah. I could
1: feel – sometimes you can feel the people's clients slipping yeah. away, and they're yeah. like it's – like, it's like if you would go to a bar with a date and start hitting on another, another girl. It's not – yeah, it's just not, yeah, it's just not, not very smooth well, to and have and that, that happen.
0: A, that agent – doesn't want to do a deal with you at that point. No. Too. So I just had that on a building we were doing. I was like, this guy's amazing. We've done a lot of deals. This guy's a residential guy that should not have been doing any deals or anything like that. But after he's like, that was so nice. They came out and we were so excited. Like, I want to sell him this property. And I needed that property to sell. Like, it was something. So, um, But it is, your clients are smart enough most of the time to understand that. I, I got a call today from someone saying, hey, can you sell my house? Uh, you, I said, no. And I go, what's wrong with your agent? Uh, he just, he doesn't say the right things always, or he doesn't do this. Yep. Like well, pretty much, and this is an expensive house, you know, sure. He's selling an eight $900,000 home.
1: But, but that brings me to my next important point about establishing a brand, which is pick a lane stay and stay in it. it. Stay in it. There are way too many agents out there that are like, think they're the Swiss Army knife of real estate. <laughs> I can help you with commercial needs. I'm a luxury agent. I can help you find multifamily. I could, dude, I'm telling you, the master of everything is the master of nothing. Oh, yep. that's exactly. Right. Pick a lane and do it. I mean, I think that's why. I think people that gravitated, you know, you sell everything, but I'm really just fascinated about your rise to the fountains because I think the lessons for a new agent developing themselves lie in that story. And so you, you decided this is what I'm going to do. This is it. I mean, this is going to be my neighborhood. This is my niche. My, me and my son are walking around. We're handing out these, these, we're doing the, we're doing the the handouts. It's how it's going and this is how it's going to work.
2: Yep. So I basically, you know, for the first, almost two and a half years, I didn't get not one phone call, not one phone call. And I was in there every single night driving around. I was walking my dogs through the neighborhood twice a week, right? I had my son, you know, helping me handing out literature. I would shake as many hands as I possibly could. And then finally about, I mean, almost 30 months later of consistently doing this, I got my first phone call and said, hey, listen, I realize that you've never sold anything in here, but I'm willing to give you a shot, but you're going to do it for an extreme discount. <laughs>
1: right? okay.
2: And I was like, done. Yeah, I, I mean, you're like, I'm in. I did it? I did an open house that first weekend. Someone walked in, bought it, and I double in the deal, and I made the whole transaction.
1: There you go. Right? But see, okay, so there, here's the lesson in that. Again, you're a new person. Thirty months of consistent yeah, not, work. Not two mailers, months.
2: and it didn't work. Yeah, so not, you give yeah, up, not two mailers, and I one. give up Every on it. Every once in a while, yeah. I do a b a, like a. B-roll piece of advertising, like print advertising that including postage would cost me like 240 bucks for 200 homes. My wife wanted to kill me. I remember at that point I had a Discover card. I don't know if you guys remember that, right? I would put it on my Discover card and try to hide the bill. And I remember one time I had a $300 charge on my Discover card and my wife flipped out on me because quite honestly, we had no money at that point. We had no money at the end of the month we were lucky to have an extra four or five hundred bucks after the cars were filled. We had milk, we had diapers, we had two small children right, at that point. My right. son was seven, my daughter was three, right or four, right? So yes. we had literally no money to do anything. So for me to take a chance and do a pre- piece of print advertising, it, it most of the time it didn't even work.
1: Well, oh, I think right? I think well that goes, that goes back to kind of what I talk about persistence and things. I think this is another reason why it's, so yes, you want to build a niche in a neighborhood, yep. but this again is why it's important to get on with a team yep. that has a good lead source. Sure. I tell all new agents that come to work for us, uh, this is going to be like a te- right in a 10 speed. Yep. You know, I, I've had agents come on my team and sell a $1.8 million deal in the first week. I've had that happen. But in general, cause I've been doing this for a really long time as well as far as having a team goes. And I know you have too. I tell people 90 days is when it catches. It's like riding a 10 speed when like it's not between gears and you're like, Oh man, you're pedaling like crazy and all of a sudden it's like click and it catches and then you start going good. If you just consistently work it for 90 days at that point, if you continue the consistency, you will always be busy for the rest of your career. That's, that's, that's really what
0: that me. was what my question was going to be. How many months were you in the industry before you got a so that was,
2: that was a just yeah, a paycheck. I,
0: I started receiving paychecks
2: immediately. So yeah, because you know, he was, was working at Merit on their leads. Back oh, yeah, up. Yeah, right? yeah, he was at Merit. First okay, month out the yeah. gate, I did five transactions. Yeah, right. yeah. Second month, I did six. But bear in mind, big yeah. transactions back in the day were one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. Yeah, 000, yeah, yeah, yeah right? And it was a different. So had to different time too.
0: But what would you, the new agent? Like I tell people. Just expect six months of no income. That way you're you're set up good. You're not going to come in and make yeah, $100,000. Dude, all you had to do sale. is
2: answer the phone. Yeah, I'm sitting in yeah, front of the house. Great, there. I'll be right there. Yeah, I'll be right there. It doesn't happen right. like that. Yeah, not anymore. Do anymore. Now, what would not you say a new
0: agent to this day? If they were... Say on not even say at least sixty to ninety
2: days. You got to stay consistent and be ready to work every day, all day. Shake as many hands as you can. Hand out as many business cards as you can. Don't go after the people that you know immediately. Mm -hmm. They're going to gravitate towards you. But put reliance in the people that you've Mm -hmm. put put your faith in because right. to have a team member and don't rely on just because they have internet leads that that's going to be the end all be all. It's yeah. not, you have to align someone that has a good relationship with, or excuse me, yeah. a good, um, uh, track record of going out and getting mm-hmm. listings, a good, you know, Sphere of influence of people that are going to come to them, and maybe they're too busy, so they pass it off to you, right. and you're be that would right be, able to you know, be a good lead.
1: You know, you know what else I think is super important to align yourself with mm. is it, whatever team you get to work for, they better have amazing swag. I mean, yeah. the, the presentation materials, when you go to the listing presentations, better be of an amazing quality. Sure. The buyer books better be of amazing quality. The business cards to be of amazing quality. There's a thing most people don't understand, which is if you are in the real estate business, people are hiring you to market their properties. That's exactly. what they're hiring you to do is be a good marketer. And if you have a crappy, cheap business card, you're sending out stupid three by five mailers with turkey recipes on them you are bad at marketing Marketing. you're not good at this so as a new person align yourself somebody with excellent swag excellent materials so you look professional out of the box your business card
0: is the most important
1: well well, that's going to elevate that's going to that's going to that's going to accelerate your success pattern because as soon as you do get a couple of deals under the under the belt now you start leveraging the power of social media to talk to your sphere, to engage with your sphere, to remind them what you're doing. Now, I wanna spend the last part of this talking about branding because, you know, Mm 20 years ago, quite frankly, you didn't have enough money to build a brand. That's right. Coke was a brand. Pepsi was a brand. You just did not have enough money to spend the amount of money you would need through corporate advertising to get people to understand you as a brand. You just didn't have enough money. Now with social media, it's easy to do. Um, There's easier, easier, easier is hundred percent right. There's right right ways to do it and there's wrong ways to do it. So I'm going to give you the wrong ways to do it really quick. The things that drive me nuts. Um, First of all is going to be this. Number one, don't do the stupid canned social media. Don't hire a canned service to post your social your your real estate social media when they show some picture of a bathroom from Thailand when you live in the desert yep. that says, Would you love to live in this bathroom? Yep. I loathe that type of social media. Yep. It's, it's doesn't do anything. If you want to remind people what you do, and I'm talk right on the camera, this, if you're new, whatever you do, take your phone with you. When you're looking at property, when you're, don't walk, don't neglect your clients. Don't do that. But if you see something interesting, take your phone up real quick. I'm just going to take a real quick picture of this. If you see something funny or interesting or strange or cool or beautiful at a showing that you're actually out, take a fo- don't take a photo. Take a video real quick mm-hmm. and just say, hey, look, I'm out showing property. Look at how cool this is or look how crazy this is or whatever. It's interesting because remember, why do people go on social media? They don't go on social media to be necessarily – they don't want a commercial. They want to be entertained. So you can educate through it by entertaining, but you've got to entertain first. So cool, interesting, fun stuff that gets there. This, my second pet peeve, and I'm going to turn it over before for should do, the humble brag bitch. I loathe the humble brag bitch. It's a realtor special. It's something that only our industry does, and I don't know why they do it, which is this, when people write stuff like, oh my God this freaking title company, yeah. you know, they have screwed this up so bad. None of my other right. five escrows. There's, yep. there's, there's, there's yeah, the yeah, brag yeah, 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 There's right. the, and the bitches up front. And then you can humble brag that. Don't do that guys, don't complain about your clients, don't complain about your job, don't complain about what you do. Think about it, if you had to have open heart surgery, would you wanna, would you, and you went online to check on this guy that was gonna do open heart surgery and he was like, man, had to look at another stupid heart today, yeah. another lame day in Hartville today, <laughs> oh this sucks, I can't believe I gotta work on Saturday. I'd be like, no dude, yeah. I don't want you talking right. to me. Yep. So be positive through what you're posting on social okay. media. So Eric, what, what are your best tips for social media? Social
2: media, absolutely video makes a difference. When people are just propagating and putting it out there as if they're just putting photos because they've taken 16 photos and they picked the best one and they put the best of life out there and they put some witty term underneath it. It just doesn't work. People want to see the real you. They want to know what you're going through on a daily basis, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. And when I say bad, if you're having a shitty day and, and you have something to put out there, just put it out there. But don't I'm, humble
1: brag, bitch. Don't humble, don't brag, humble bitch. brag,
2: bitch. You, you <laughs> no. definitely don't want to throw anybody under the, under the bus. But if you're having a day from hell, well, you know, maybe just, you know, just promote it a little bit, but say tomorrow will be better. Right. But people want to know what you're going through and they want to know that you're a real person. They don't
0: want to see the fake lifestyle on real estate. Yep. Colt, what say you, sir? Uh, I mean, mostly I'll talk about personal branding and why I think it's important mm-hmm. is because you don't know what's going to happen to that company. There were, there has been multiple, yeah, that's a great multiple point. good companies out there. Merit, like they don't exist anymore, they right? Yeah. Okay. No, Dyson a, and Dyson yeah. was a huge luxury firm Gone. throughout the Southwest. The, Gone. And there will always be a reason why you leave a brokerage. It might not be now. It might not be, you know, maybe never. But, for example, I'm at this brokerage because of the owners. Okay? Wow.
1: <laughs> But, they're, pretty, they're pretty
0: spectacular Yeah, no, oh, there. Uh, But I am. No, I, I am. And if somebody left here and just I got a normal blanket type of brokerage in here, I would probably leave at that point, right? And if I leave, I don't want that to be such a hiccup for your clients. Your clients should not... It should not be a huge decision when you leave. They well, shouldn't know.
1: Well, that, that's, a fi- that's a final lesson for everybody listening at home. If you're thinking about going into real estate, one of the most important things you have got to do is read your contract from your broker. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them, so many of them are still predatory in nature. Uh, they treat you like an indentured servant once you sign the bottom line. Should you ever want to leave, they can keep your money, they can keep your listings, they can keep your contracts. Your contract, whatever brokerage you work at, for the very reasons that Colt just talked about, Should be flexible enough that when you want to go, you can pick up your business and go and simply change a couple logos on some cards, change a couple logos on some sites Um, is should be as hard as it is, because if your broker is not performing for you, Mm -hmm. you shouldn't have to stay and perform for them. That's how it is. Um, Well, guys that's it for today man i hope you learned something uh thanks so much for eric for sitting in sitting in man and uh hopefully some of you guys got something out of a story i know i always did we didn't even talk about why you work here which is pretty amazing um eric actually works at the brokerage i'll tell before we sign off he works here because i went and did a listing presentation the fountains years and years ago (laughs) and uh the guy that worked there told me it was the best listing presentation he'd ever seen said it was amazing his wife wasn't there she was flying back in that night said call me in the morning and uh come by and pick up the uh the paper. I said, sure. And I called the guy at 10 o'clock in the morning and he said, oh man, sorry, John, but just let's do it (laughs) there. At which point, at which point I basically went to Eric and I said, dude, if I can't beat you, you got to come work here. And that's how, uh, that is how Eric came to work here. He's been here forever since. And uh, we're very lucky and happy to have him here at Simply Vegas. If they want to catch up with you, Eric, how do they find you?
2: You can find me anytime at the website, gortongroup.com, or look at me at Insta- on Instagram at eric at Eric Gordon. Okay, Colt.
0: I figured out my handle yeah, you <laughs>
1: figured it out, figure <laughs> That's it out? On me. I'm like
0: I know my Instagram yeah, handle. what cold is your how they find you cold, cold? Find you. underscore Amidon on Instagram amidongroup.com
1: okay so. and it's on an Android too so give him a couple yep. of minutes if you sign up and look for him he won't know
0: uh, but yeah like I always say when we sign off man if you uh, like what
1: we're doing tell a friend we appreciate it make sure you like and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube make sure you uh, uh, subscribe if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple if you like what we're doing tell a friend if you hate what we're doing Doing until two because it doesn't matter if they're talking good or bad what matters colt as
0: long as they're talking
1: about you. as long as they're talking about us see you next week guys hey it's john gafford if you want to catch up more and see what we're doing you can always go to com. where we'll share any links that we've things we talked about on the show as well as links to the youtube where you can watch us live and if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at the John Gafford. I'm here. Give me a shout.